Hello, you beautiful beings of planet Earth, as the great Tony Riddle would say. Today I've got an incredible podcast episode, one of my favourite for many reasons. I think it could be the most powerful episode I've ever put out in context of what I've had the pleasure to be a part of over these last couple of weeks and a true testament to the work that this guest is doing for himself, his family, his community and the world at large. So to give you some context for those who do not know and who haven't been following the journey, Tony Riddle was attempting the world record for the Southwest Coastal Path, which currently stands at 10 days, 8 hours and around 14 minutes. And this is one of the most challenging paths in the UK. It's 630 miles, over a thousand kilometers. It is staggering. The equivalent of climbing up and down from sea to summit, Everest four times. So doing that over 10 days was on average around 65 miles a day. I cannot articulate how incredibly outstanding this coastline is. But with that beauty comes so much challenge. It's uh, still very raw for him. He's still in a process of processing the whole event. But I'm so happy he gave me the opportunity to sit down and really ask some potent questions around his experience and just have this space where we can share the experience for people who want to know more and want to know what happened out there. I will give you some context to what happened just before those, because we don't really talk about too many details in this podcast. It's really all about Tony's process and where he's at now and the kind of inner standings. So day two, Tony got injured with a calf strain. It went inflamed and there was really, as of that moment, not much Tony could do but rest for the day, which is what we did. He eventually got back on the road the next day, walking, hobbling, and then found a bit of a stride again on day three and four. But it was too big of an injury, really, to continue this event. But he did continue. And we talk about why. And we talk about how much an endurance event this was for Tony and how different it was having been injured. I know Tony's still processing this now. And I just want to say that this guy has so much passion and energy for what he's doing and commitment as well. He is so committed to his message. And really it's how can we be more human in every experience and understand our own potential, our potential to navigate life, the challenges, the triumphs, and how we can speak to our humanness in all of it. And I think Tony getting halfway and saying it's enough was one of the biggest things that he could have done. It's real testament to him and all the things he practices and speaks to. This is one of the most powerful podcasts that I've ever put out. So I hope it lands for you. I'd love to know your thoughts. Please get in touch. Please let me know if you have any questions. I will certainly endeavour to get them answered. And thank you for following the journey if you have done. It's been an absolute pleasure to serve in this way 
to a mission that Tony has and the causes that he's raised really important awareness and funds for, which you can get to know in the bio of this podcast. Please head over to Tony's page, give him a share. It will really aid everything he's going to be doing in the future too. And if this podcast hits home and you want to share it with one person that you know it will too, or it might impact and it might provoke some thought, then please do. That is one amazing way you can support the podcast. I will take this opportunity to also say I am registering people's interest for a men's weekend that I've got coming up next year. I've actually got four coming up next year. So please head over to my website, Body Mind Practice. .co.uk. I've also got a cold water course which will be launching in November and that is going to be quite powerful. It always is. I've done these for three years in a row now and they always surprise me. They bring people together to share a goal. What we do is meet online after the experience. We have 21 days of getting in and out of the cold whether that's a cold shower, cold bath. And I share daily tasks that you can choose to take on or not, but it's compulsory that everyone for 21 days gets into the cold in November. So I'm going to put this out there in the next few weeks. Please stay tuned for that. If you want to head over to the website, that will be in the bio. Please do. You can register your interest for that. So I've got my email coming out next week as well. Please subscribe to that as a link in the bio. And anything else, just hit me up. Head over to Body Mind Practice on Instagram and that is all appreciate your time thank you as always and I hope you enjoy this episode with Tony Riddle unpacking a very raw and very real experience taking on the southwest coastal path what a trip what a trippy trip. <laughs> yeah, what a trip. Big one, huh? Mm. Very big one. Yeah. Yesterday I didn't feel like doing this today. You know? Yeah, so what's, what shifted today, this morning? Well, I was just still very raw yesterday and emotional and just felt like I wouldn't actually be able to find the... I didn't feel like I actually had the energy to articulate, string a sentence together either. Mm. Even. There you go. Either. <laughs> yeah, still a little bit there I guess yeah um, it's raw it's gonna be yeah of course yesterday was still only day 11 mm. no well we got back yesterday it didn't even feel like that that, that was the day you know well it was still van life wasn't it mm. you know that was still there so of course it would feel like we're still on the adventure still feels like we're a little bit on the adventure now somehow Mm-hmm. You know, I guess I've come back to the house with, without Katarina and the kids being here. Um, How does that feel? Well, it's, I think it's going to create an all-important space for me to really sit with it, with the experience, you know, and be for a moment. Um, not that in any way, shape or form, Katarina and the kids are a, a distraction from me being, just, um, it's just ensuring that I can really sit in the experience rather than um, wearing the papa hat or the husband hat, mm-hmm. you know, which is also what's been very different on this event in total, because all the previous events have been with Katarina and the kids on the road, 
<clears throat> so it's almost like I arrive back and I'm I'm straight into that mode. You know, there's no real opportunity to um well I guess really just sit in the experience. It's yeah. You know. Like so many people will be able to relate to that being there's many different hats, many different roles that we play. Mm. Especially people with families. That they go through big experiences and then it's there's no it feels like you hit the ground running well we could call it integration <laughs> right there's there yeah. isn't the space for integration which i i'd recommend on any experience it could be deep medicine work deep meditation it could be a real physical experience and yeah whereas integration it could also be like we were discussing yesterday like consuming lots of content if you just keep consuming it where's the integration where's the where's the the um, implementing or the actioning of that even, mm. which could still be considered as integration, right? Mm -hmm. If we just keep absorbing more and more and more, where's, where's the actual sitting with it and experiencing it and integrating it? Mm. So what does sitting it mean to you? And what does that mean for time? Uh, I had a little bit, little, little, this morning, a little, 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 there you go, it's a string in of one sentences. <laughs> Did warn you. Um, I had a little of that this morning, just to sit and breathe for a moment without um well i guess without at the moment without the knowledge that i'm stepping back out onto that path and mm, when physically your body might knowing that feel that that's happening again you know getting up on two feet when i'm i'm searching for stuff right now you know because i've been, i have been in my element, in the elements, although broken within it, but just in my element, it's like the, the amazing um, process you go through throughout the day on that path. Just um, blown away by the scenery, but also again existing within those elements. So I, I, it's um, yeah, this this is the first morning where I haven't had to go through that dialogue of ah oh, I've got a, oh, that I've got that even in the mornings it was like standing up and just going to the bathroom just to, just to be aware that standing up just to even put my right foot on the ground was like so painful and I have to just hobble a few steps to go to the toilet so knowing that um I haven't got to go beyond the toilet onto the path is is quite something you know to mm -hmm. be able to sit with it right now so it creates a space um there was lots of time out there of course i was processing a lot whilst out on the path but i was also mentally exhausted from either trying to tune in or tune out of the pain like every step and then it's and that was every other step because it originally it was the right leg and then the left leg started pinging so it literally become every single step so there wasn't really time to sit with it you know mm -hmm. yeah you it's quite an extraordinary thing like to deal with that Absolutely. level of pain for the number of the number of hours i guess and over what was gnarly challenging terrain and um yeah i feel um 
I don't think you could come back from that the same being. Mm. You, you, you said, at least I know I can survive torture now, if I was ever to get... Well, maybe <laughs> just nine days of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if the woman they from Misery came in <laughs> and just put a block between my ankles and hit it with a sledgehammer, I could cope with that for nine days, you know, that'd yeah. be all right. Yeah. So you could be my number one fan. But on the 10th. Yeah. Yeah, man. You said that it would have been easier to carry on. Yeah. I think that's an incredibly huge statement. And one people may not understand. <coughs> you know, it would have been easier rather than to call it enough to carry on yeah I think if we unpack it and go back to where that came in even the sense of um, enough and the enough was you know re learning how to walk again on the path from injury just oh, I had to find new ways of moving new locomotive patterns let's say of navigating that path um and then there was a morning, there was a day when running came back. So I was like really overjoyed, sobbing actually. It was just with joy the fact I could run again, right? And I was like, oh wow, it's back again. I'm, and what freedom that brought. And almost like childlike freedom, freedom of free running. And not that I was hacking it, you know, like along, I was shuffling. But it was still some form of running. And um, the pr then, then, the, then the language of it, oh, it's a huge privilege to be able to walk again it's a huge privilege to be able to run again it's a huge privilege to wake up today and um what are we going to do with that you know what what are we going to do with that and so i think the enough came in of um it wasn't right this is enough it was more like mm -hmm. i've come to peace with i feel like i've done enough here you know in terms of what the challenge was about human potential but also it's about raising awareness for important causes around centered around the environment right and so always the you know are we doing enough and at the very first since the lives we did there was that oh you know perhaps we're not doing enough and then there's the question of like i was listening to a, a talk at medicine festival and two of the speakers one said you know, really, if we have that much concern about the environment, we'd be doing more than what is our one percent. You know, and then uh, and then I was toying with that and the language of David Goggins and his forty percent. You know, we're only ever operating at forty percent. Um, and so, yeah, I I I felt that from my human potential perspective, it was enough, and I felt that from um, from going through that and enduring it for probably longer than others would perceive necessary because it's not their path that they're walking it's not it's not yeah anyway. yeah yeah um it's not their path so from my perspective it then reached the point of this is enough and it's enough um emotionally as it is right now it feels raw um it's enough physically and from an environmental and social perspective it was enough you know mm-hmm so um i um mm -hmm. coming off coming off that that day, I also had 
it rained a lot and it was very slippery and crazy terrain just very um again very challenging and a few slips were occurring and it was like really up high and you're going over the rocks and what we may perceive a coastal path being oh, a lovely coast and you, yeah you do get to see a lovely coast but you also have to understand that you're up way high or really down low and you have to go really up high or come down really low to get to each one of those platforms let's say and it's like some of it's like mountainous it's like going through the mountains and it's if you're able-bodied at that time which i was at the beginning of the run then you can you can navigate that stuff very easily but when you're not and you don't and you can't really lift your leg up properly or find support in it then that all becomes very challenging and i guess quite dangerous really as a as a, from a safety perspective and so um one of one one point within that, I I had a couple of slips and I jarred my calf again, jarred my left ankle, and it was slippy and I slipped and was stumbling around. I said, "What are you doing at that moment?" You know. Um, and what I'd mentioned on previous chats and even on Virgin Radio with Chris Evans, it was, um, you know, making peace with certain stuff, and some of it was previous trauma of being born with club feet and then going full cycle with the trauma of that and, and thinking that ah oh, okay I need to thank my parents for um the processes they went through in order to heal my club feet very young they were so young at that time you know thinking about it like in their early 20s and what what that must have been for them as well as well as me being baby Tony right and um, mm -hmm. so this moment of gratitude towards it and the realisation that I hadn't thanked them it's like a proper full cycle of going through baby trauma to, to man coming to terms of it and the finding gratitude within trauma I think that's when you've really healed it is to be grateful of it almost you know mm -hmm. um, so I had all that going on and then it was like well if if I could have eaten quite easily if they hadn't done all that. I could be hobbling along this path, literally hobbling along, which I had been anyway. And I guess that was a reminder. And then it was like, well, why would you um, put yourself back in that position? I think I came to that understanding. And then also to the bigger picture again, which is just the, my my family. I am, I am, you know, I'm, I'm an endurance athlete. Um, I'm a natural lifestyle coach, but. I'm a human, a husband, and a father, and, and they're that's they're such important pillars within that interdependence of the bigger picture, you know. So um, I I <coughs> I was at the very beginning of this. I it's, a f it's this fine line sometimes between um, what the ego wants and what the eco needs, and so. Um, I guess we're all traversing with that. It's not like we're um, all the Dalai Lama and we can all park our ego. It, it it's there and it's and it's real, right? In that in those moments. And for for me, I was working between this. Wow, well, okay, is it is it just the ego that's that's pushing forward here? 
but there was other conversations in it again it was about the bigger picture so it was also an eco need you know because i was thinking oh but this is this is much bigger than me it's much bigger than us we said it right and yet I still have to honour me within that and being mindful again with the me within it, whether it's ego or eco again. So it's like, it's f- f- again, I'm t- I have trouble articulating this because it's not quite there yet and it's quite emotional. So um, I um, I then had this, you know, I could li- I could literally just keep going and I, knew, I know I can keep going. I could literally keep going until I am literally walking around on stumps but then how am I being of service I guess at that stage Mm -hmm. so that was the challenge for me between I can I can it's easier almost for me to make those decisions to keep going it's in a way it's it's the warrior within me I can just just keep going just get up and we witnessed it right I say we witnessed it because even I felt like the observer within it you know Mm -hmm. that that was quite interesting that I knew I was done. I, I knew I was done. I came back. I expressed all of this, and yet <laughs> we left um, Marizion. Marizion. There you go. Where St Michael's Mount is. We appeared at St Michael's Mount, and I arrive at St Michael's Mount at Marizion. And after I've made all this decision, like that's it, it's over. My I arrive at the at the Bear One Thousand Bat Bus, aka Chris's home. Um, and the, and we're chatting away, having a, having a matcha and you're telling me about someone you just met who been on this incredible kind of experience herself and was, would keep going. And then she finally found, you know, the point of the, the signal almost of when it would end and it ended. And as we were discussing that, I looked and my garment had just stopped. And I'd been recording the whole route on my garment, like all the way through. And I was quite diligent about even charging it. And I knew that it was, we'd, it'd been so sunny. So it was almost like there's no way I could have run out of battery. It felt in my, and there's no way I'm going to run out of battery anyway. And lo and behold, I run out of battery. My screen's clear. And I'm like, oh no, because it means I was just about to get to 50,000 feet. And that was the ego once, right? And the mileage was also being recorded from the very start to where we were. I was like, oh, what if that's all lost? You know, I didn't didn't really see it immediately as the signal to say, right, that's, that's, that's clearly, that's it. I was more concerned at that moment that I'd lost all the data in a way. And then, and then I was like, I'm just going to get, I'm just going to go. And I started walking, hobbling again. And as I was hobbling, I was like, what are you doing? And I, and I walked into Marezion and I started going up the hill and then, you guys are like, can you send us your um, tracker. your your tracker? And um, I t- I just thought I'm just not gonna I'm done I'm just gonna turn around so I turned around I started walking all the way back to you guys and then you had left <laughs> and yeah. so I'd walked back and I hobbled back and it's painful again you have to understand it's, oh, it's painful so I'm hobbling back. And downhills are equally as hard as uphill, and it's through the town of Resion, and it goes up. And then I walked up to a certain point, just so happens where you guys were parked. And then I walked all the way back down again, was going down, and then I found signal again, and then saw where you were. And I was like, oh, it's just, uh, just done, I'm just done. And then I started hovering again, I walked back up the hill, and then... Um, and there's just okay. Let's let's go and see Joe. We went to see Joe Humano Humano performance, right? Humano performance. 
for a treatment and with still the mind that that's it I'm done I kind of just hadn't ex- somehow hadn't expressed it yet and hadn't put it out there and, um, and Joe did a treatment and I lay on the couch and I was I was explaining this whole path this what I discovered really and how um, you know I have responsibilities and huge responsibilities and and yet I have this warrior's heart and it's like, I, it's almost easier, I was explaining to Joe, to just keep going. I could just keep, I could literally just keep going. You know, until that's it, done. And um, I guess it depends what done would mean, right? Mm. And then, I suppose at the same time I had these responsibilities and Joe just said, well, you know, I could keep treating you and we could do the next treatment, the next, next treatment, but... You have to be mindful of giving yourself permanent damage. So that that also was a great voice of reason coming in, you know. Mm-hmm. From so someone who had seen you three days prior as well. Yeah, and was treating it, and I could sense also from Joe just the difference in you know it's almost like the first one. Oh, we just get this going. We get this going. You'll be away, and it wasn't that kind of language this time. Mm. And then we he was. Amazing Joe, and he um, offered us his home. We stayed, well, we stayed in your home at his home, as in aka Joe's Drive in the in the Bear 1000 bus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I woke up and I, and I was not, I woke up a few times in the night, and then I, I woke in the morning quite early because once you're familiar with getting up at 4 a.m., you just get up at 4 a.m. And I put my two feet on the ground. I, there was, I think there was a just hope, I guess. There was almost like a level of hope thinking, oh, it's going to be better, you know? Because when you're lying down and have them elevated, there isn't so much pain. But the moment they're down, already it just comes flooding in, like <laughs> throbbing kind of pains. And then put the feet on the ground. It's just, oh, here we go again. Hobbled into the toilet, managed to go to the toilet, balancing on one leg again. And then... um sat down and then you came in and you said t- t- we had a communication about it and um and that set you off you were emotional at that point right so, so that was in the morning that right? was in the morning that was in the morning this that, is so this is the next morning after i've made the decision yeah. right everyone you have to be this is what the confusion so confusing i literally and i felt that confusion it's how when you're so fatigued and the pain is so overwhelming which i could viscerally feel from you I could feel that you that's all that's all you could almost you couldn't think of anything else but the pain and because obviously there's so many other conversations that play into this Tony getting up in the morning and everything around that but the only thing that you what I felt from you could really tune into and out of and into and out of was the pain so it's 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 so overwhelming in the morning we were, we were chatting and I, I just started crying because I was just like, I feel how hard it is, it must be for you to make this decision whether to carry on or not. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was feeling that. I was like, because it's so exhausting to do this every day, whether whether you're injured or not. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then you, and I was like, I just feel what it must be be like for you right now and then you turned around and go it's great being me 
Well, that's what I, that's where I was going with the feelings of content. I, was, yeah. I found that I found it on the path, like the made peace with where I was on the path. I felt content where I was on the path, you know, because I have an amazing life. I have an amazing family, and I get to do amazing shit like this. And I and I'm just I'm in a really again an amazing space. And I just I it was the day before, and I tapped Chris on the leg. And I'd said, Chris Baker, right? And I'd said, from the womb to the tomb, I swear to honour what the universe has uniquely assigned for me, whether at the time that feels like failure. And really it's because the it's those failures that have led me to be the man I am today. So I've made peace with all of it. I was just totally content with it. But yet, it's like, it's like, it's so confusing again because it's again like the warrior within is just like just hand Tony the water packs open the door and here just go again that's what I was that's what I was observing and then I got and I found myself in the car with Chris you telling me the water we just had that whole conversation right yeah and you're emotional I go yeah my life's great and I missed it and the next thing I got water packs in my hands my water pack my headlamp on and it's dark out again and I get in the car and I'm being taken down to where we left off in Marizian. So that's where St. Michael's Mount is again. And before we'd gone back to Joe's to have a massage and sleep in the drive. And um, and I'd said to Chris, basically I, I just unpacked all of that in the car and he said, so, so okay, so that begs the question of what are we doing? <laughs> And I just went, I don't know. I just, I just, I just found myself getting in the car and just coming down here. Mm. So I said, I tell you what we need to do. Let's just go to St. Michael's Mount and I'm just going to sit and do some breath work. And, and once I'd actually unplugged, I guess, from the routine and that routine, somehow, that's where I was kind of, I feel perhaps getting stuck in the cycle of it. Just Absolutely. Just, let's just get up and do this. Let's do this. Let's get up and do this because that's a record-breaking routine. Like you need that routine to to do something like this. It has to be that way. But then it comes to hanging in the balance when something happens and and you find yourself like, am I am I ab- enabling this to 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 continue it f- for the detriment or am I supporting it for the betterment? Yeah, a hundred percent. And what and what um. <clears throat> And what message of um, human potential am I putting out there at that mm. stage, right? Because, again, it's the mind boggles, right, of what we can do. And, yeah, and at the same time, what we can do. You know, it's like, mm. it's like well, you could literally go until you're dead. Or, For me, it felt like it, it was, again, quite challenging to actually say, this is enough, right? I'm totally, I am enough in this. I've, I'm, I've done enough, I've expressed enough, I've been enough, and this is enough in I, this moment. I think that really is exploring human potential, what you set out to do, and demonstrating what we are capable of. Because if you went and did this and smashed the record, oh, Tony's got the record, yeah, human potential, but to go out, get injured, go through all these cycles of understanding and reliving 
past parts of yourself and healing in that regard like enduring so much pain and showcasing like literally speaking to that mm. doing the IG lives and, and, and going through it like yes we have got this crazy potential to endure so much but then our potential is equally powerful to say when is enough and that's the ego and the ego is part of us like we need that it's not a negative it's so inherent to who we are to make sense of the world mm. and the ego's somewhat outside of that but then in the same conversation so it's this it's these two things that we have to find balance with and we're always balancing we're never balanced so it's in, it's in that middle middle ground well there was lots of this versus that there was mm. The fine line between coping and not coping, I was <laughs> traversing that. There was a fine line between privilege and overwhelm again. Huge privilege to be alive, huge privilege to be out here, huge privilege to walk, huge privilege to run. And the word privilege is so tainted today, but actually it is a huge privilege to be alive, right? And and to express that life in the multiple ways that we can, you know, that's... That's what's quite extraordinary. And again, bring it back to David Goggins is 40%. Like we're only ever oper operating at 40%. You could put that across the board in, in many of those kind of abilities that we have, right? You know, it could be 40% showing, showing up emotionally, you know, 40% showing up physically, 40% socially, 40% spiritually. And, and, and yet again, if we, You've had Peter Carnan, and we, we were discussing that environmental generational amnesia that each generation is born into a new norm. And if we go right back and look at the path and the path that we've just been on and the path that we've been walking and the southwest coastal path again, and you think, and we saw the mines, the mines that are there and the mining that was there. And then you and th just to think back to that era, one of them was like 1870, what those people were enduring on that path, right? You know, me hobbling around is nothing probably compared to what they were enduring at that time daily just to mm. earn the daily crust, let's say, and then go back again, right? Keep going back to what that path would have been, you know, that people just walking that path to just get from points to A to B because that's the only way of getting there, you know? And they still were probably only operating at their 40%. But the point being, what's happening to our 40%? So... I think the challenges are also, yes, there there is to demonstrate human potential, but there's also perhaps demonstrating what potential has been lost, you know, in that conversation. You know, if we really go into the, just the depths of it, of the the pain and the despair of that path, but also the joys of it. That, I mean, what have we what have, what are we losing or have lost through this huge life of what seems to be convenience now, right? And distraction. I think the distraction part was really point, um, poignant, potent even on this mm -hmm. um, experience because um, being out there for, say, 14 hours, whatever it was, whatever it was getting to, I don't even know, um, <coughs> there are really no distractions. There's the odd person. Some of it, there's no, there's no one around, right? And um, you're just on your own out there, and there's no distractions, and you really do come back um, 
a different person from that, right? But you also come back with this deep sense of understanding how distracted we are on our on our own paths, you know. Um, we talk of digital detoxes and stuff like that. It's not enough. It's really not enough. Not to get into the real depths of your being. It's like, it's not enough just to go and do 20 minutes in nature, I'm realising. It's not enough to just sit and do some breath work under a tree. It's just moments punctuated, which you're only just scratching at it. That's still quick fixes, and they are further distractions from the truth. And the truth is we just live in a hugely distracted society, right? And it's just, it's, it's, so evident and it really felt I felt that I felt that in the moments of sobbing through joy and sobbing through sorrow just being able to sit with your emotions you know what I'm saying what what is it to sit with I guess it's to sit with where you're really at in this moment in time in the now you know not without sounding too cliche we only is only the now but there is and our moment to moment there is only the moment but our moments are so distracted we our moments are that generational amnesia, we could talk about <coughs> um, we've lost 60% of wildlife in the last 50 years and nutrient density of vegetables that we're consuming, but actually the moments that we get to appreciate are also hugely reduced right now, down to minimal, you know, without a type, a swipe, um, a sound coming in. And, and those moments out there where you really are just surrendering to the peace and your emotions of it, you suddenly hear, um, oh, humans again. It's like the, the jet skis or the power boats or the planes or something. You realize how that is still a distraction. Just we don't see it like that anymore. We've just normalized it, but it's hugely disturbing for nature. And I think that also removes us from being nature. Only when you're really tuned in like that, the emotions of it. Mm you realize that's what we are and, and um again it's yeah we're, we're just huge i feel that we're just hugely distracted i think it's um mm -hmm. it's that what i've come away with and i'll be working my ass off to kind of dismantle and deconstruct i think from this one is the distraction the distraction not just for me but the distractions then that that leads to me having away from my family and my friends and my even, my, you know, again, my physical, social and spiritual self, right? Mm -hmm. So what is enough for you then, in that regard? What you've just spoke to, what isn't enough? What isn't enough? I am now, I just, I, I am, I'm content and I'm at peace and I am, it is enough that I have, I'm, I'm there. I kind of, it's such an amazing position to come back with that it's enough, right? Mm -hmm. I love the story you told me about the drone when uh, yeah. your friends were on a boat or something yeah we were in Ibiza and we were on, a, on one of the ribs my friend Vaughan's boat <laughs> and his brother was there and his brother just when drones has only just kind of made it through so again generation I'm easy but um, so through you know, to, and they were quite big, right? So he's throwing this drone up and flying the drone around. It wasn't that great. So it's like, and everyone's like, look at them, that's amazing. And then, like, yeah, but look at the bird. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, that's amazing. The bird flying like that. Yeah. You know, with its huge stability. Anyway. And just being, and there was, ama there was amazing people I met. 
along the route, bird watching, of course. Birds coming into to roost, is that the right word? <laughs> to to uh to mate, to nest. breed, to nest. <coughs> well not even to maybe to nest, but they're flying south mm. for the winter, right? Migrating. Across incredible landscapes, things we can't even fathom, just out. And I was just like, well, where are they then? Where are these birds? He was like, they're out there. <laughs> just looked out to the sea and I'm just like, Whoo. imagine just being out there, a bird just flying for days. Yeah, well, this is where man comes in again. Like birds also take breaks and rest on boats and end up in completely different places. Like, Sure. Storm's coming in. <laughs> hmm. Don't get distracted. It was funny that day because um, it immediately I I heard my friend's daughter Romy's voice coming. It's like really bizarre. And we were at their house and we stayed at their house. Um, it was for a weekend, I believe. And they, his daughter, Philip and Joe's daughter, Romy, was really into. Uh, really active and was really into trampolining, mm-hmm. and she jumped. As so they managed to get hold of an Olympic-sized trampoline, she was like doing flips, and so everyone's like. And then Lola and Millie were on there doing flips, and Tallulah was on there bouncing while they were bouncing. It was like you have to be you know, mindful of that achievement because she could just easily bounce <laughs> off the edge. And yeah, knowing how wild Tallulah is, anyway, she might just land on her feet. But, um, Everyone was like, Tony, you should get on there. And of course I was like, yeah, I'll get on there. And I started jumping around. And Can you do backflips? So, so I knew I could do a front flip. I just couldn't get hang of the backflip. And so I tried the backflip and just going at it. And um, I was doing, doing, and then trying to tuck and get over. And then I almost made it, but I landed differently. And I got back up again. And I started to chat. And Rome, Romy just went, Tony, don't get distracted. <laughs> just wow. like that. And so that that was um, again what came in with this distraction on the path. You know, I was walking the path, and and I and I slipped, right? and um, I, that her voice just came in, Tony, don't get distracted. And so that's very, it's amazing, like just stuff like that, like your little guides, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, that drop in like that. Yeah. I feel like sometimes that's your subconscious, the wisdom in which is held within you that you don't really remember, you don't consciously remember certain things, but in the right moments it just comes out, you know, and guides you. Indeed, man, indeed. Lots lots in that bank, Mm. in that world, yeah. How's it for you, man? Because you were amazing. I, I, was, I was in the car yesterday with Chris. We had a drive back from Watergate Bay, right? We stopped at Watergate Bay. And we were driving back. And I was just saying, I'm just, just um, flabbergasted almost at your ability just to completely drop into and surrender to service. Because like, you have to understand that when, when um, <coughs> it gets a little weird right? and it gets weird right I mean one day I was like <laughs> just kind of <laughs> whatever sounds are coming out or um, can't 
really even sit on a toilet properly or um, can't get out of Chris's home. So he's there like immediately, boom. And there's a set, there's a set of ladders there, steps for me to get out, and there's not even a not even an ask or anything. It's just there, and um, yeah, I was just uh, well. I wrote about it yesterday. Words can't really do it justice. Just the level of respect and gratitude and love I have for both you and Chris for that. It's just um, again because there's moments in there where it's really it's just dark, and you've been on your own for a long period of time as well, and to know that that is there and it's available and there's no rolling of eyes or tutting or sighing um there's a few sighs really? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like oh that was a big one <laughs> to be released there yeah oh uh, yeah yeah i remember that yeah there were a few sighs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who sigh yeah 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 man i think it it didn't get that weird. My baseline's maybe right down low then. Uh, I expected it to get weirder. Yeah. Wiping of your ass and who knows what. Mm. Like, I literally, you know, everything's on off the table kind of thing. It's just like this is who'll do whatever's needed kind of thing. And I, I guess there's so many things I can speak to. One of them is really embracing close-knit roles and, and tribe-like environment mm. where everyone knows their role it's an important one it couldn't happen without you and it feels like that is when am i am my most content mm. i'm almost like, i've had these experiences whether it's been on like a, a passenger retreat or i've been out mustering sheep in the outback of australia or these these crazy experiences the most content i've ever been is 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 in this kind of an ecosystem and you know, being so close to people and just sort of constantly around each other, always around each other. It feels like that is where we belong, you know? And it's so evident when, and I'm going to experience this in the van for sure, because I've traveled on my own as well, and that shines a light on a lot. Um, you can learn a lot of in, in well, I talk about solitude and and loneliness being completely different things, like, when you're on your own it's it can be a great teacher if it's intentional but when it's not intentional and you're craving people around you it it's dark and it feels like you're distant from who you are mm. but when you're around people and and that's just i guess an analogy for life you you learn who you are through other people and and things you interact with so the, the role there was something that i just comes so natural to to be you know people can make sense of that in their own way i guess but it's uh yeah just uh, tuning into something greater than but then i learned a lot from you like i was tuning into something that it was it was bigger than us and and loads of senses and and sharing it publicly like what a different experience if that wasn't ever shared publicly it was it's like a just completely different event it just has to be but knowing that it, it was and the causes and the, and what the why you were doing it and and the unknowns also always tuning into that that it was it was bigger than us so I have to like you know put myself to a side or my personal perhaps things to a side and like that will come it's not a neglect it's a it's an understanding of this is what needs to happen right now and it's I can't say how long it's going to last it's like all right 
practicing the moment and it mm. was true for that on the 11th day that, that we weren't continuing it was like do you know what this doesn't feel that strange because we've really practiced being present and now this is just what we're doing mm. that was an amazing moment and learning from you about just knowing that yes it's bigger than us but at the same time we are so important in it. yes it's bigger than me but you have to as i was expressing you have to understand there's a me in that bigger than me but there is still me you know and you have to honor the me mm -hmm. as well what did you say that there was no i in independence interdependence or something mm, not sure no there's an i there's still an i in interdependence aha uh -huh. you know really again i what's come from this again is that you know, from the tune to the wound to honour what the universe is uniquely assigned for me is to really tune into that. Uniquely, who you are is the real I within that interdependence. You know, not in the dog-eat-dog -dog sense of me versus mm. that. It's actually I sitting around the huge table of interdependence and where we sit within that, you know. And refining your own you within that, you know, who am I? And really going down that path of identifying who we are around that table. And again, imagine that the world, if we all just um, tuned into or expressed what the university uniquely assigned for us to express. Down to the every word of expression, to the every experience, to the being of you was just uniquely you and it wasn't like you trying to be someone else or trying to wear this mask or be this it was just you being you how different that world would be you know mm -hmm. just like the <coughs> the um the bird flying up there you know he's just being the bird flying up there you know unique in that sense right mm -hmm. still sits around the table of interdependence though doesn't it with the plants the rocks and the animals and just yeah i guess it's just honoring our, our individual roles within that interdependence that's what i meant by i in interdependence mm -hmm. yeah not trying to be someone else or or be like someone else because you think that's what is accepted. Yeah, and I think this is the this is also um, um, I was going to say dangerous, not dangerous, but we have to be mindful, you know, when we are with those distractions that we have uh, of the guru or the social media influencer or the celebrity or whoever it is that we position on pedestal. Is there's this that's them not you and um and in like in in say in the instance of the realms of endurance you know i'm not david goggins so i'm not going to go yeah i'm, I'm going to keep going keep going and equally i'm not james lawrence and i'm going to keep going keep going i'm you know i'm or ross edgley or whoever whoever you want to put in there each one of those is uniquely them, you know, and I think the danger is when we start tuning into that stuff is we maybe start to think, oh, we are them and we can continue that. But you, you can lose yourself in that and you can lose 
become detached from your own emotions or or um the the expression of you within that you know mm-hmm. absolutely i think there's a lot of merit in knowing that those people are human and whatever they can their potential is as as great as mine but yeah where it gets it's their unique potential is like you know their expression that's their way of expressing it what's your sure. way of expressing this you know and again it and that's in wherever we are it could be you know what we're talking about endurance now it could just be i don't know um walking to the shops whatever you feel like it is you know mm-hmm. it's finding you again within those experiences mm-hmm. there you talked about what also made it easy for you was how much joy you're experiencing like every day i mean we moved in 10 days, 300 miles, say, for argument's sake, every 10 miles we were we were meeting. That's a lot of places in 10 days. You know, I've never done anything like that that compares to that. So, like, what you were seeing out there. Out there. Out there. Out there. In it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the joy that you're experiencing. And also that, just the moments of it, right? I guess there's because mo- there's there's moments of everything again, and full spectrum of emotions from from joyous to not so joyous, right? I'd say um, just some also some bizarre things, you know, like and stuff coming up. Like there's um, I was I was telling you about the cows earlier. There was, was long horn cows. There were long horn cows mm. coming out. I think it was out of St. Eyes, or it might have been before then. And um, I was really appreciative of these long horn cows. I was like, oh wow, look, they're really ancient breeds, long horn cows. And I was really admiring them. And then one of them just kind of there was a rock, and it just got on the rock, and it was like scratching its throat like this and wiggling its horns from side to side. And then from behind it came another four of these longhorns and they were like I've never heard cows sound like that they were like calling like a very different I'd never heard anything like it and then um, this woman Gemma I know wrote clearing um, clear your throat chakra or something like that and and, um, with those words came yeah so you put this on your stories and she she commented saying aha there's something in that you know and I um and and um, there was there was sheer joy in that, but it highlighted something that there's stuff I hadn't dealt with before even coming on the um, event. Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. You know, and realize the realization. Ah, oh, you have to. You ha- talking of the distractions. Like we carry so much around with us, and that's why it's good to complete things and get them done. Because if you don't, then they they can. They you're still carrying that round and. Again, we're already distracted enough on the path, so try not to carry all that that baggage with you. That's kind of what it felt like. And there was stuff that there was something that needed to be expressed, and I didn't express it before leaving. And that came in with the oh, it's clearing its throat chakra. So it's just just moments like that, just tuning into that. I'm not saying the longhorn cow speaking to me and Gemma speaking to me, but it just brings in stuff like, oh, wow, of course, yeah, I haven't cleared that. I haven't cleared your throat chakra. I didn't express that before leaving. And 
so I even found jo- I found joy in moments like that. I I really found joy in the just the really simple stuff, like humbled by. I saw a slow worm, right, and I just was. I haven't seen a slow worm since I was, um, I think, eight, and we had one in our garden. You know, that was the last time I saw a slow worm. So it kind of that brought joy. I was like, oh, wow, it's a slow. And I spent ages with this slow worm, and it wasn't. It wasn't um, off. It didn't didn't even, didn't even bother to go anywhere. It was just kind of just wheeling around and was happy with me. So I just stood with it for a while. Um, I even found joy in getting lost in the sand dunes, you know, and um, up to you know really trouble tr- trouble navigating through the sand dunes. Found joy in that. I found joy um, even slipping and sliding around, you know. Um, on cliff edges because it was bringing other stuff up and it was enabling me to process stuff so yeah from the observer and again for people on the outside it looks horrendous and looks incredibly painful and and, and it is but there's also something quite remarkable happening within that you know there's a I almost feel that um, only in those real depths um, of pain, anguish, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, um, do we really find perhaps such learnings? No? Which I guess takes it back to um, rites of passage. Yeah, maybe our relationship to pain, right? You know, just that the rites of passage that we have to Sometimes, maybe some more than others have to go to, to, um, well, it could be even, as I said earlier, it could be just to discover, um, who we are uniquely, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think our culture has a, has a really interesting relationship to pain, and in that we avoid it, Mm. and we don't look for the lessons or the the wisdom within what it can mean for us. Yeah, nothing's good or bad. Thinking makes it so. It's like sometimes pain is necessary, right? Yeah, it is an, um, it's, it's an interesting... I mean, uh, it's yeah. interesting to even see other people go through it, right? Yeah. It highlights something. It kind of, I guess it... It, um, it presents something to us, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, I understand the danger in saying that in a... On an event like this, because there will be for sure people that people have perceptions, and uh, and I'm not here to tell them they're right or wrong, but perceptions of you know you're doing yourself damage and you know you're important. Um, so yeah, there's room for that. I, I want to ask you. I want you to recall what we talked about last night when I asked you what would you do differently. Uh, and I was looking for some feedback, like reduce the hazelnut butter or like <laughs> some sort of like. I'd have the <laughs> stall there <laughs> and the red carpet. Yeah. <laughs> Introduce a red carpet for the mornings. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you know what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, but you, you said something very, very powerful. Yeah. You know. That, that spoke to the energy going into the event. Oh, about clearing stuff? Yeah. 
Yeah, just, um, <clears throat> you know, again, I think we've just discussed it, right? Just clearing the distractions mm -hmm. of what mm -hmm. there is prior to going into something um, is really important, you know? And also, I, I, I mean, I try, I, t I voiced it. I did say, leading up to this, look, guys, I want to get everything um, dealt with like a month before this event so I can have a clear month before heading into it. And it just didn't work out, like even, you know, up until stuff still happened in the night before yeah. the event. And then I had, it, it resulted in me having two hours sleep before having to get up at 4 a.m. and going out and then run 50 miles and 10,900 feet of elevation. It's tough running 50 miles and 10,900 feet of elevation yeah. anyway, but let alone with two hours sleep. And also with um, stuff that you probably should have dealt with way back mm -hmm. that hadn't been done. So there is that. There's, um, um, yeah, I think it's it's so important for all, I think it's, it's important for all of us to just, as I said, just say what needs to be said before you go or, clear the path if there's any outstanding paperwork or anything just make sure that's all done before you go yeah. out on your adventures you know mm -hmm. otherwise that is very distracting you may not notice it the same as like a notification coming in but mm. it is there it was there you know mm -hmm. and you also followed that with how perfect it was really it couldn't have happened any other way you know and that's still in the processing of yeah again that you know um I guess again like womb to the tomb right it's um even if it feels like failure because ultimately those failures have led to the man I am today so I, I guess the first thing is to make peace with what you perceive as failures because actually they're your successes just as much as they are your failures if you think about it because again that's led to where you are and I'm already way beyond where I thought I'd be imagined I'd be way way beyond that you know stumbling along uh, um cliff tops like, <laughs> um versus stumbling along the high street smashed out my brains you know it's like completely different way beyond where i'd imagine i'd be so um i am forever grateful for that so um yeah i've I, again you learn right and i've learned now through this process that Oh wow, and th I can carry that forward in anything I do. Is just make sure this is signed off before you go and do this. You know, say this before you go and do this, and just make sure everything is just out and expressed, and you've emptied the tank. Let's say, learn through that. You know, it's another learning, another great learning. Mm -hmm. I guess if we don't put ourselves through these things, how do, how do we expect to learn, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, putting yourself through something. You've had a few messages from people saying you've inspired me to, to walk the path. I've had some incredible messages. And what I, I just want to say this because um, especially having you and Chris with me and um, again, that level of that, just that level of service, I guess, and just dropping into that. Um, and just also the, the warmth and the feeling and the communication and like, 
and stuff I was expressing on Insta Lives and that video we put up and um, the amount of women in my DMs saying, oh, you know, um, we need more men like you. And I think I think this is, um, there are so many more men like me that you have, it's, that's the point. I think we're just not um, open to receiving it somehow. Do you know what I mean? The messages I got, the most profound messages, like just really just that I um, brought me to tears on more than a few occasions, all from from men, right? The men in our circle, from doing the work, like the men's work, like there's the work we do, right? And um, that was another huge lesson, you know, massive lesson. Like this, um, that there's such progress being made, and um, again into that human potential of who we are, I guess, as men in that conversation. What's our real potential? But also um, forgiving and and um, making peace with and learning from um, all men, you know, because you know, I I think um, I was thinking about my dad and and another men I know, let's say, that don't have this ability to express and um, have trouble even picking up a phone or holding a conversation on a phone. And I just think how um, tough that must be, right? You know, really tough, because... Well, the, stat the statistics don't lie, do they? That, um, under the, for suicide is the number one killer for men under the age of 50 and it makes sense right because if we don't have that modality of expression or we've lost that what else is there um and um i think what we fail to forget is those generations before that and before that and not, not just men and women mm -hmm. from wars and the hard times that have been experienced the the ptsd that's within that that locks people in that, that they can't express that and um weird behaviours do play out because there isn't the um, I guess circles around them to help support it whereas we are now creating men's circles right and within those men's circles you'll be amazed at um, how once you set up the ceremony of fire or whatever it is and you get mm. guys in a circle they will start talking and they will start expressing you know and um, it's such a simple thing just to create ceremony in a circle to get men into a circle to start communicating again um, and going back to the messages they're men I know that sit in circles and it was really quite powerful I mean some of them were just as I say mind-blowing I'm gonna read one I'm gonna read I'm, I'm gonna read Ian's can I read Ian's yeah. absolutely because again it just got Amazing. Um, so this is this is from my friend Ian, right? You beautiful man, you know. <laughs> this is one of many adventures I felt drawn. Oh no, no, hold on. Here we go. Start again. There's another one. That was his second message. Yeah, I'll read the first one. 
bro. There we go. I tried to comment on Insta, but the public sphere is not primed for truth. I am proud of all that you do and stand for and all you represent. You're a shining light to so many in just being Tony. Your challenges are part of being Tony, but their resolution is of little consequence. That you set such targets and teach us how to reach is enough. I love watching you win, but I feel loved watching you lose. Your humanity is greater than godliness, but I remain in awe, telling my kids, that guy is my friend. It's very special. Keep going, like, love you. Amazing, right? <laughs> and that's, um, you know, amazing mm. to be able to express that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for t touching on that, that point about men because it is, we can heal. We need the environments to heal, right? so important and I think you doing demonstrating things like this is that's another almost well the environment which you've created maybe online for people to witness has drawn things out of them that they perhaps haven't you know it's in them it's just something like this brings it out you know yeah, I, I, again, I think there's been so much um, trauma in that, in that kind of, I call it post-war stuff, because at that point, how could you express, right, you just had to get up, grab your water Packs. pack, and go out again, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Until perhaps you do um, fall down, you know? And so, um, yeah, and then you come back like like you have from war, from a battle, and it's like, okay, here's the support. There is none. Crack on. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, and also, you know, going back to families and and then being, um, I would say almost emotionally inept. Then right. This this. Believe me, what we're discussing and what I've just gone out in the path does not compare to that. We're not, not aligning it with that. But Absolutely. just um, there's, there is that. And I think we have to be really mindful of that when um, you know, making those judgments on um, the, the older generations. You know, our parents even didn't go to war, but they were the children of that generation, which then grew up in those families that can express their emotions properly. So if you don't have it as a template, how are the next generation meant to inherit it? You know? And if we don't have elders and we don't have people holding circles, then we're really disconnected from it. You know, to the point we just have very basic emotions now, right? Oh, I'm tired, hungry. <laughs> yeah, it's just been a long day. And that's it. That's n that's not enough, right? Hmm. Yeah. Well, what fed into that post-war was the 
the industrialization and then the father figure wasn't really present at home right that was another big factor yeah, all terms like failure you know i was reading up on the what was the great depression the word kind of failure and came in that because now they're called losers that's, that's where the term loser came in right because mm. you lost you know what it is you had so you become a loser you know and stuff this sure yeah amazing right the, the to to think that those periods of time and also that was the media doing that you know in that time anyway we said we wouldn't go off on too many tangents <laughs> I, I, we had so much fun we had so much of a laugh like the laughter that we had together me you and Chris was just just incredible it really was yeah, it was a proper connection, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I, th I think even more so when you, you're so low on resources <laughs> and things happen and then it's just incredible how, yeah, playful we can be and, and you know, close together. You know, that environment, in the van. It's, it's the basics. I was saying it, you know, that um, takes it back to real basics of just shelter and food, right? Yes. Being out in nature. Um, you know, that collective bonding, that communication, the connection, social needs are met, basic fundamental needs are met, and that that brought me on, that brings me back onto the path again. You know, I was walking, and I was thinking how amazing it would be to walk with the kids on the path, and and seeing you know people up there. But I was one many many people with kids up there. It's like, um, I'm thinking how well wouldn't it be amazing if you go out for like you know your two week holiday could be this. But then you realise like you you got to check into places, you got to stay at places. You have to think about food and and I was bringing it back to the needs and thinking about living and how ah oh, it's a wonderful life and we must live life. And I realised that actually it's the the most the basics like what we were experiencing like the shelter and the food. The most fu basic basic of fundamental needs are shelter and food, right? Or water, shelter and food. Um, and um, they're literally the most expensive things for us. Like to have a roof over your head and to eat real food, like you know, like natural food that comes from nature, grown in the ground that you can pick um, or hunt down, whatever you want to call it. That 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 real food and real shelter right now are so expensive that it's just those basic needs can't really be met by most and mm. therefore it's not I was, I was unpicking the cost of living thinking oh the cost of living and the realization that it's not cost of this is the cost of living it's the cost of survival we're literally just yeah. just surviving it's like the cost of survival that it's not doable for families to go and do stuff like that now it's just it's beyond the reach right you know because we've we're in a system where it's so broken because the majority of our income goes on shelter and food, you know, which should be the most basic fundamental needs. So how can we, with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, even dream of reaching what would be self-actualization? Again, if we're scraping away in the soils trying to get those most basic needs met. You know, so that was for me the 
cost of living versus the cost of survival, I guess, you know, feels like that. So again, lots of stuff like that, just moments to be able to unplug and have those realisations because when we're in it and we're completely distracted, we probably don't even question stuff like that. We just go, oh, here you go, <laughs> just hand it all over, you know. And the realisation that actually, well, why are so many not happy with their lives? Well, because they can't, they're not living them, they're just surviving within them. Yeah, it's a really important one. Whereas on the outside, to what might be seen from other parts of the world, it seems as we were discussing affluence, right? Mm. But how is that affluent if the, if if whatever you've earned is just being handed straight over? You know, that's not even talking about the the modern day crisis of energy costs and stuff like that. That's just you know basically putting a roof over your head. Let's not even think about heating it yet. And when you bring it back to how simple it is, like the van, right? Living in the van, it was just again, it just brought back such joy because we were living, right? It was actually well, life on the road, and it was life. It was like a proper feeling of living it and life. And that's it's ultimately it's just again, it's really inspired me. Inspired the coast has inspired me. I'm so drawn to the sea. I realise that I feel probably at my happiest on the coast. Um, so it's definitely that's that's come out of it. I feel like there's a there's 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 something there. Um but also this how getting it back to the basics and, and, and making that more accessible for others I feel is going to be um something else that I'm gonna work towards, you know. On those momentary steps that we make forward. I think um um I can't say grow a community because, again, that means I versus there's the community. I've grown this community. I mean, kind of, I feel like establishing something really within that so that, yeah. again, across the board, people can ch tune into that. And I don't know how that looks yet, but I feel very drawn to that. that um, yeah, I guess it's nurturing a community, right? Yeah, I feel very drawn to that. Like it, Like it's somewhere that it just makes easier like we can grow our own foods and and um have tiny homes and stuff like that and yeah because the point you make is a powerful and a very important one to realize or to keep speaking to about the survival but there are of course creative ways and people doing it mm. like like learning okay how can we get these needs met yeah. and thrive mm people are doing it yeah, yeah whether that's choosing to live in other places or whether that's banding together yeah and i think there is that banding together i think just because that's also when we talk of survival versus survive versus thrive we do need to get our social needs met right which mm. means community mm -hmm. you know that that what i call a, a tribe of influence you know that there's family, there's friends, there's community within that. Yeah, I think it's the most overlooked aspect of our health. Mm. Community, it's the biggest one. Well, yeah, I think if you were to look at what I put in the book, uh, I haven't mentioned the book yet, Be More Human, um, in my book is that there's a, the tribe of influence really determines how, if you think about it, how you see the world right, growing up, but also they inform the templates of your physical and spiritual being, right? 
And if you think that, you know, we have physical, social, spiritual needs, it's actually this is fundamental for that because it lays out the templates for you to inherit that then would lead to emotional well-being or not, right? You know, you could call that warrior versus warrior, right? It's like, uh, in my social tribe, um, here's my physical needs, you know, movement, play, sunlight, water, shelter, air, sex, whatever it is, right? There's templates being laid down for that. But also that could be lack of movement, lack of sunlight, yeah, poor quality of air, lack of sleep, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it, it still gets normalized, so that becomes your norm, and that's expressed from your social tribe. Yeah, so you think community is so you either primary. You grow, you know, that versus this. It's where, yeah, so it, it, yeah it's, that's the, almost like the... I visualize it like a, a imagine you know, like that's one disc and there's two more discs and this is the social one, this is the spiritual one, and these rotate round it. You're learning from them the whole time, right? Your 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 tribe, your communication that comes through it, your social community. Anyway, that's um Yeah man, that's the next book. But it lay, it lays down the templates, that's what's so important about it. Uh -huh. And informs almost even your your decisions really, right? Because sure. that's what you've inherited, your beliefs. And that's also why it's important to um, step outside communities and um, go and walk the path, let's say, and take on challenges because there's an opportunity then to step out of those beliefs because, again, it can yeah. be it can be also become like an echo chamber, right? Yeah, and understand why they're there, for sure. Yeah, or even make, make peace with them as to why they're there mm. or really appreciate them and go, oh, yeah, that's why we do that. Because if I do this, this results in this. You know? I think that's what we're doing as teenagers, right? That's what I was doing in my in my school years. I was always pushing the boundaries to see what I could get away with to almost know, break the rule to know why it's there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess um, there's, there's the pseudo kind of rites of passage then, aren't there? You know? to step outside that and be rebellious right? mm. yeah there is that yeah I, just, I, I guess what I'm saying is that it feels like we'll do it anyway mm. if it's not supported not supported but it's in us we will do that as as these beings we will naturally do that and go out and find some sort of extreme yeah it's going to happen one way or the other yeah so yes, the book you you are be be more human. <laughs> you are be more human. <laughs> it's um be more human. <laughs> Does that hang above you like some sort of? Ah. It's all over the house. <laughs> it's on every bookshelf. It's in the bathrooms. It's in the toilets. Yeah, they are yeah, books. everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Wallpaper. <laughs> There's an idea. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. So the be more human. I want to say yeah, to to wrap things up really in this conversation you have gone out there and for me you have encapsulated that be more human and people have noticed that it's like it's just the, the way you speak to it speak to the experience and and also struggles to speak to it and challenge and f f it, speak to the challenge of speaking to it kind of thing because mm. it's not you know we are human and that is our humanness 
it's not all like clear cut and very like the sentences are very polished it's, it's that's not human it's like it's almost what happens outside and and inside of that you know yeah i think we're at hopefully you know i think that's the authenticity isn't it yes like the stumbling well, over one's all you words ba- all you baked <laughs> all you baked yeah people thought because <laughs> we didn't insta live <laughs> And yeah, I was smashed. Pretty. I was really tired, and um, yeah, I was symp- sympathetically and we feeling were tired, waffling <laughs> on about something, something. Are Sympathy you, pains. Are you baked? <laughs> yeah, was well, no, it was just being authentic. Yeah, <laughs> just thought, thought we were stoned or something. But and, um, yeah, I, what was it? I I wrote a while ago. It was um about doing the inner work, and doing the work is that um. You don't rely on others being transparent because you can you you can see things very clearly, right? You can that resonates. You can see the transparency, right? So you know when people are being transparent and authentic. Sure. And it almost feels like that. That's the. It's it's okay to not be polished and to just put out whatever it is because that's who you are, right? And there was even moments on when I think we were recording something and I was asked and I said, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> you know, just didn't have an answer for it. And that's, I could, you know, fumble around thinking there's a camera on me, I must answer or I can just say, yeah, I don't, didn't, right now I have no idea, you know. And going on that was what I said to, it was to Lola last night, right? You know, the man who knows something knows he knows nothing at all really, you know. Anyway, it's like, you know, that's the beauty of walking the path, right? And I think also walking the path with a, uh, I guess a beginner's mind is really, that's where it needs to get to. That's the challenge really, isn't it? Like to not pass judgment on the path, just walk it and have very little expectations of it, just... Mm, and, and the then, hu- humans that come your way and then there isn't the distraction even of like, not matching your expectation you know because my expectations to begin with were I'm going to do 1000 k's in 10 days and and that was not the case evident on day 2 right, for tearing a calf so you know we firstly manage one's expectations mm. otherwise that could and I dealt I think I dealt with that quite quickly just to make peace with the fact there was no record being made there and then and then that again opened it up for for new experience not being wrapped up into what I thought the experience should be would be would have been um and then you know I guess also laying down the conversation even around um experiencing and experiencing through all our senses like walking that path and was in vivo barefoot 3d printed footwear like that's re- that's going to revolutionize footwear in, in, in it in it in itself or will in the future revolutionize footwear because it's it's um design is 3d print to order um unfortunately for me you know it just after tearing the calf it just once you've had your feet 3D scanned and 3D printed in footwear, you, you're not going to be able to put those on again, right? 
once your feet start blowing up. But if you think of revolutionising footwear and where that could go, that could quite easily have turned into, it's okay, we can just scan your feet as you are and print you a new pair. That's where it could get to. So that's quite something um, that come out of that. It felt quite negative at the time for me, but actually moving out of that now and thinking, wow, okay, that's it is something quite remarkable there, what could be happening. And then walking some of it barefoot and then um, Tom coming out and then being having to play in the sandals as well, Tom's wild soul sandals. And and thinking again of of how much more of an experience it is by either being in the vivos or being barefoot or in sandals versus you know, being again having those senses wiped out by huge amounts of rubber, you know, so there's 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 that again about our distractions and our experiences and how um our modern world probably is um, disconnecting us and unplugging us, right? From where we could be. Anyway, so that's, I guess... Um, well, that's a huge metaphor for feeling, right? Feeling. Yeah. Feel it all, you know? It's all there to be felt. Yeah, live it all, you know, and, and feel it all. No, I guess just don't get distracted on the path, you know? I think that's really powerful, that one for me. Almost like a prod in the chest, that one. Don't get distracted in the part on the path. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, um, you know, that leading with the heart and letting your feet follow, I think, is, a, is an important one to remember. Yeah, it's something I take to even yoga classes teaching and how we lean forward and leaning with the with the heart and not the head mm. whether it's dance whether it's whatever practice well I think even in conversation <laughs> it's a big one you know <laughs> lead with the heart you know it's like because again that's that's probably more authentic than this big intellectual lid that's up here right yeah thanks man thank you it's been special. So pleased we did that. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday it just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. I was like, oh, I just can't imagine getting on the mics right now. No, I'm really pleased we did that. It's nice. Nice to just um, sit and discuss it. Um, which I I think is something, you know, if you were to say, what's what would be some advice you'd give people, I think. And also, how can people help? I think create a circle and start sitting down and communicating. And I think it's the most healthiest thing for most modern relationships because we perhaps spend so much of our time apart and and um, I see this a lot. It's like, um, like the TV goes on or the laptop goes on or something or our iPhones go on and you're not connecting that way you know like start communicating connecting expressing more and feeling more in that sense because you're you're um, learning to express yourself anyway that, I, I think that's yeah you've just sparked something in me that I'm going to act on yeah yeah 
I think it's so important. Um, and how can people help? We were discussing this yesterday. Well, you could, you know, if you felt like doing it, perhaps maybe go and walk a bit of the path. Um, maybe uh, go from St. Michael's Mount. Yeah. <laughs> and then hand over the baton to someone else. We could do that. Maybe we can do something like that. We can think about that. But um, mm. I think just yeah, get out there and go and experience and challenge your own 40%. Um, not just, again, not just in the physical sense. It could be anything. Just challenge that 40% and where we're perhaps operating at or even our 1%, whatever it is. And remember, it's again, it's a huge privilege to be alive, so go live it um, and choose, I, I guess, the the practices that are free, that don't cost us anything because of that cost of survival is challenging us. But um, that can be going out in nature. It could just be walking. It could be giving your friend a hug, um, staring at the sun, um, getting under the blue sky, um, having that digital detox, all of that stuff, it's free. You don't pay for that. And it comes with huge benefits. But again, equally just, you know, um, it doesn't cost anything to remove the distractions, I guess, you know. Um, how can people help? Yeah, you can walk, walk part of the path. Um, you can still don't donate. The GoFundMe page will stay up, and that's in my bio. Head to The Natural Lifestyle, it's my Instagram account, and... Um, there's a link there for the GoFundMe page. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can also help by maybe just going on your own challenge, you know? Challenge yourself and find your bigger picture what you feel like perhaps raising some funds and awareness for. I think it's also more just to add awareness to that. It's not just about raising funds. Funds are great, but I think the awareness is more important, right? Yeah. Because suddenly it opens up new conversations if we're communicating about you know bigger picture and um something that's perhaps outside of ourselves (laughs) you are loved you are loved there we go man beautiful